0: You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network.
1: Now, from the
2: Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts...
0: happy hump day mouse listeners this is vicki and i'm here with stephanie chrissy and matt we hope that you're all staying safe happy and healthy this is episode 830 and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your
3: ears the mousecapades and more podcast just a reminder that the mousecapades and more podcast is a part of the your story travel company if you're looking to book a trip we would be glad to help you can text matt chrissy vicki or myself stephanie at 636-373 4497, and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So
0: the big news for this weekend was, of course, close your ears, Matt, was the release of the live action Little Mermaid movie. Did anybody go to see that?
1: No, but I've seen Guardians three times. (laughs) (laughs) And I still haven't even seen that one.
0: I had to get through school and yeah, just overwhelming. But as we've been talking about the last couple months, there's the controversy over so many different things that they said, well, um, with all the hoopla, the movie is now being possibly considered one of the best, or the best Disney live action movie thus far, which is interesting. And while I didn't think any of us had seen it, that's why I put that. It has been said that Haley Bailey did a beautiful job reprising the role of Ariel, and that Jonah our King, which I didn't recognize him, but that he brings a real depth to the character of Eric, and that the viewers are saying that they really enjoyed that they gave more of a backstory to him, so that we knew more about him. He just wasn't kind of like a side character that she gets with at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And they were also really surprised with the how Melissa McCarthy pulled off the villainous role of Ursula. Because they said that in their minds, a lot of them could only think of her as like Suki from Gilmore Girls. And she was always so <laughs> sweet and loving and they couldn't see this ornery person. And I know we told you, uh, the listeners, that there were going to be three new songs written by Alan Minken and Lynn manuel Miranda, which to me sounds fantastic. Haven't heard them yet, so I can't comment on them. But the um, people that did comment on it, they, they weren't that thrilled. They didn't think that they tied well together. So we'll just have to see. Uh, Prince Eric has his own song, Uh, but Disney spent $80 million in promotions on this movie, which seems a little excessive to me. Wow. (laughs) And they were making up for the strange world or something. I don't know, (laughs) but the little mermaid is projected to make between 121 and $123 billion this Memorial day weekend that beat out Aladdin that in 2019 made uh, $116.8 billion. So I'm anxious to see it. I haven't met anybody that's seen it yet. So hopefully somebody I know has seen it that they can just give me a, I should wait till it's on Disney plus or I should go to the movies and pay a small fortune.
3: <laughs> pay a small fortune. I like It that. is a lot of money to go to the movies now. It is.
2: I guess.
3: Yeah, it is. I I want to see it. Um, I don't know if I will make it there. I just like, I want to go see guardians. Like if I make it to the movie, it's going to be to see guardians first. Sure. For a fourth time. <laughs> he's like, I'm on board. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I I'm super excited for this movie. I if I didn't have children who make things just slightly more complicated, I would be there. Um, and I like to go see the movies before. Like I like to preview them before having my kids come with me to the movies. And I haven't really heard too much about like. It doesn't seem like this is something that they've said, keep your kids, like young kids, away from. I think it's fine. Have you guys heard reviews on that? I haven't. That's why I wanted to talk to somebody.
0: We know it's dark just based on what we've seen on the previews.
3: Yeah. I mean, normally they give you a few warning, warning, like, a you know, online. It's just people are putting their warnings out there. But because of that dark just vibe of it, I do think that even if they're not giving warnings, Lucy still might be nervous. (laughs) So
0: I'm worried for Lucy with the Ursula thing when she takes her voice.
3: Yeah, I mean, she was scared of the cartoon version of it. So I can't imagine (laughs) that she would be just fine when it looks a little bit more real. Right.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard one way or another. Um, Several people on my Facebook timeline, you know, have taken their kids to see it. But nobody has said one way or another whether... I liked it better than the original, just as much, not as much, or I haven't heard one way or another, take your kids to see it, don't take your kids to see it. And it's been a good mix of older kids and younger kids, but
3: I haven't heard one way or another on anybody's posts this weekend. We will have to keep doing some Facebook stalking, I guess, and and find out what people are thinking. (laughs) It seems like everybody went. Right, but I didn't hear one way or another. And everybody must have just been watching Little Mermaid because my story is about how low the crowds were on Memorial Day weekend. You would have thought that Memorial Day weekend, I mean, typically, any sort of a holiday weekend, the crowds are nuts at Disney. Um, but the crowds entering Magic Kingdom, it, it wasn't what we're used to. Uh, you'd go right in, spread out. Lots of things looked empty ish. Um, I mean, definitely not crowded Mm. at 1130 before the Haunted Mansion, or it took till 1130 before Haunted Mansion reached a 60 minute wait in line. 1130 normally hits that much sooner. And the longest wait time was 80 minutes. That was for Slinky Dog Dash, 90 minutes for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, and 115 for Flight of Passage like that. Those were the top wait times. Again, not awful for a holiday weekend. Yeah, that's um, and that's at the peak hours. That's not like a consistent all day long. Um, of course, yes, that means there were still people there, semi-crowded. But it just is not what we would typically see. Um, people were reporting it just felt much emptier. Disney noted they did anticipate some park results for the um that would be unfavorable because you know, the celebration has ended the 50th and so there's not the crowds for that people had just gone for the 50th so sort of thinking maybe some things might be down i know personally um i've had a lot of international travel like last year seemed to be the the type of year that everybody was going for the domestic travel mm-hmm. and so we were doing lots of disney vacations and now people are wanting to do cruises and they're wanting to do um you know all inclusives so maybe that kind of has affected this. Um, I've also heard that some of this could have been because of some of the blackout dates on the, um, the passes. Oh, Because okay. a lot of the passes have blackout dates for holiday weekends or, and some of them even have them just for weekends in general. So that could have been another reason I'm just not exactly sure but anyways it was a really nice time to go to the parks and enjoy a three-day weekend with less crowds
0: yeah today was crazy that I saw the pictures I I was like man wish I would have went there for Memorial Day weekend but who knew um I did look this up so you know for Little Mermaid so then we've helped our listeners as well I didn't realize it had a PG rating which is different than the animated version of course um they said that there's no profanity there are words like stupid idiot and fool which is a controversy in the school classroom for because some kids are allowed to say those words and some kids are not um there are a couple jump scare scenes in the little mermaid which may be too scary for kids including a scene with a shark and ursula of course one of them is the one i just talked to you about where she takes ariel's voice They said that the violence is low to moderate for a Disney movie, but with CGI, the scenes in the animated film are more intense and can seem more realistic in the live action version than it did in the animated version on a big screen, especially. So some young people may want to hide their eyes or maybe not go. I almost think it sounds like you need to view it just because I know how sensitive your kids are.
3: Yeah, um, I'm
0: for sure viewing that one before. Yeah, it's two hours and 15 minutes long. A long movie. And it says kids younger than five are probably going to have a hard time sitting there. There was some romance and some flirting, and the characters kiss. But everything else, it just, you know, somebody asked, is it appropriate for someone under six years old? And they said they didn't think so. They would recommend it for eight and up. And that's with parents' approval. So I feel like, yeah, you do need to watch it before you take
3: When em. Teddy gets over a movie, when he starts to get nervous, he starts going, I think it's time for us to leave really loudly. (laughs) Mom, it's time for us to go now.
2: (laughs) You're like, okay.
3: (laughs) Not happening. We paid for this. We're staying.
2: All right, let's head to the West Coast in Disneyland. They're busy updating some of their attractions. There are five that will be closed while Disney tries to spruce them up and make them better than before. The first one is Soarin' Around the World. It is set to close on July 5th, and there isn't an end date to the refurbishment on that. The second one is Dumbo Flying Elephant. Although this only shows this ride being closed uh, July 3rd. Probably, again, no refurbishment date. End of that. If it goes longer, we'll let you know. The third one is the Disneyland Monorail. It will also close on July 5th. Again, Disney didn't give us an end date in fashion, but it always said. But like we always say, check back for updates. The last two closures are the Pacific Wharf and Boudini's Bread Cart in preparation for the San Francisco Square. Hopefully, everything will be up and running when Your Story Travel arrives in August. That's a lot of stuff to have down. Like yeah, is. summer dates. Like, eh, if they make them better? Then that's fine.
0: I want that San Francisco to be open. <laughs> I'm sure Chrissy does
3: too. Baymax. Baymax. I'm way excited. I gotta see Baymax. Right. I'm just surprised they're closing all that all at the same time. Yeah, But honestly, having just been there,
1: <laughs> it sounds like a lot, but Soren and Dumbo are in two different parks. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. But the monorail is kind of a big deal because their monorail is so different than Disney World's monorail. I don't know. It's so different. Because we got on it at Downtown Disney and we got off of it in Tomorrowland. So it actually goes in the park. So that's a pretty big deal. But I don't know how big the closures in Pacific Wharf are because really we only walked through Pacific Wharf because it is kind of under refurbishment. And it was, I don't know, it just seemed more like a connecting area in Pixar Pier. So those, it sounds like a lot of closures, but it doesn't seem like a lot of closures because there's so much to do. But you will have to listen to my trip report. Yes. (laughs) Which we'll record this week. Tune in. Mm
3: -hmm. Shameless plug. Right,
1: right. Keep listening. But many of us love using the mobile ordering app at the Disney parks. However, some Disney fans have found that they don't care for the app. Sometimes the app doesn't show all of the items that are available. It may only give you some of the items which are sold. And when you get to the restaurant, you are disappointed with your choice of food because you see something that looks even better than what you ordered. This makes some guests sad that they used the app. I thought we could talk about what each of us thinks about the mobile app. I will go first and i do kind of agree with this because i do have a love hate relationship with mobile ordering because i do find mobile ordering to be very very easy and i love it but when i read over our notes for the show i logged on because a lot of times there are things that i love like the pot roast at pop century which that's a whole nother story because it's been rumored that they've pulled it off the menu completely, but I won't go into that. No, don't tell me that. (laughs) Um, It has been said that it's been taken off the menu. I hope it's a seasonal thing, but I digress. I love the pot roast at Pop Century, but when I go to mobile order, it's not on mobile order. I have to actually walk up and order that. It's never on mobile order. So that's like a thumbs down for mobile ordering for me. But like when we were at Disneyland last week, we did a lot of mobile ordering, but there were several, several times where we just walked up and just the lines were so short at most places that we just walked up and just got our churro or got our snack or, you know, got our breakfast shawarma or whatever. But one of the places in California Adventure, they have these like famous hot dogs. And I was looking... And like my girlfriend was saying that the line is sometimes 45 minutes to order these hot dogs. And I'm like, what's so great about these hot dogs? She's like, they've got all these fancy hot dogs and all these different kinds and people wait all day and they come out and they take your order and they make these hot dogs to order. And it's all these fancy kind of, I'm guessing like Casey's only better, like not better, but different like gourmet hot dogs. And I looked on the mobile ordering app and they only had three kinds of hot dogs i'm like something tells me that people aren't waiting 45 minutes for three varieties of hot dogs so something tells me that they're waiting because you can get many different kinds of hot dogs you know so the mobile app isn't giving you all of the choices i don't know so i do see mobile ordering makes it easy if you're ordering like macaroni and cheese and chicken tenders but if you're wanting something a little different and you know, I love me my macaroni and cheese and chicken tenders, but I did try new and exciting foods at Disneyland. So I am expanding my palate, but you'll have to listen to my trip report. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, funny. That's hilarious. So yes,
1: I do have a love-hate relationship with mobile ordering. I do love it, but I hate it because not everything is offered.
2: Yeah, my kids don't ever eat at like a specific time. So if they're like, hey, we're hungry, like they're hungry now, not at, not in two hours, Right. Uh, And when that was like all the craze right after the parks reopened after the pandemic, it was like a pain in the rump to try to get a a quick meal. So I'm old school. I just want to walk up there, interact with a cast member. You know, I like the old school way.
3: And I love mobile order. I'm opposite, Matt. I never have had to wait for mobile order. Every time that I've been I, it's had an option for now to the next 30 minutes. So it's never not like well, two hours from now, like I can click the button and say, I want it now. And then I always just hit, I'm here, like as I walk there. And by the time I get there, they're like, your there. food's ready. And I'm like, yes, perfect timing. Um, so I've never had to wait. I guess I never really realized I was missing out on anything because again, with, three children all over the place. I'm not even looking up to see what other people are eating or if there's even an another option for food. I'm just like trying to get everybody fed. So I've never realized that I might be missing out on some stuff. That's kind of a bummer.
0: So the places that we mobile order are the places that we already know the food we want. Like Casey's Corner, it's uh corn dog nuggets. Brad and Joey want a chili dog. So, I mean, I understand what they're saying. So if it was a new place like what you went to in Disneyland, probably I would want to wait. But for that or Sleepy Hollow, we always uh, mobile order the Nutella fruit waffle. And it's just nice to not have to wait in that long line because those are two very, very long lines. But yeah, I can see both sides for sure.
1: It's just weird because I wonder what the reasoning for not putting all of the options on mobile ordering is.
0: I don't know. We just got Taco Bell for dinner. And I was wondering the same thing because Brad's like that. They don't have that. I'm like, then why is it on their menu? Or, you know, don't put things on the menu that they don't have or vice versa. Because I think it's very um, frustrating as a consumer to get all excited that you're going to get to have something and then not have it be there. Or to have them leave it out of the bag, which also happened. But, you know,
1: that's. Well, and and another example, Pop Century. And I just because that's been our go to resort the last couple of stays. When Mike and Michael and I go, we like to order the family pizza deal, which is like the pizza and the salad and the breadsticks. That's not available through mobile order. I do know that. We
0: didn't even know about that. And they just asked Brad one day and he's like, what? That's a thing? And they were like, yeah. And Fred's like, well, that's a done deal. Then we're going to be doing that for the rest of the time. Well, I have Say It Ain't So. This um, story involves a Magic Kingdom cast member and a Los Angeles guest and the people mover, my husband's favorite ride. So it it was about 3.30 p.m. in March. I guess I didn't put that on here. And the 28-year-old cast member encountered this Los Angeles lady, Jennifer, and her husband, John. And they were the last members of their family to be boarding on the people mover. Everybody else had been seated at that part. And just prior to getting onto the people mover, the cast member advised them that there might not be enough room for them due to the rest of the family members being on board. So um, that's what the sheriff's report. I'm reading the sheriff's report now. The cast member held out her arm and pointed. Her intent was to redirect them to the next car as one of the guests was trying to get in, was was making it over capacity, which I think can make it have issues. As we all know, it's not the youngest ride on, in the park, and so the lady Jennifer grabbed the cast member's arm and pushed her way by. And Jennifer told her that the rest of the people on the people mover were a family and moved past to get on the ride, according to the sheriff's report. The cast member let Jennifer go by her and then stopped the ride to notify the supervisor. When she spoke with the law enforcement, Jennifer denied doing anything intentionally, and she said um, she already had forward momentum when she made contact with the cast member's outstretched hand, according to the report. It was a hearsay situation without a third-party witness and no cameras in the boarding area where the situation took place, which I guarantee there'll be cameras there now. Mm -hmm. Uh, The sheriff's deputy who was investigating ruled that the incident was not only incidental but not intentional, and without the express purpose of causing bodily harm. So there was no probable cause for battery charge, and no criminal charges ended up uh, getting filed. No one was arrested. An incident report would be generated to document the incident. And um, guest and cast member confrontations have been happening quite a bit frequently, which we know since the pandemic. We've been having both guest on guest confrontations as well as guest and cast member confrontations. But I did feel sorry for that because there are some, as we've talked, Entitled friends that think that their rule, their way is the rule way, not follow what Disney has in place. So,
2: yeah, keep your hands to yourself. Like, I I, I can't believe that, like, other people, like, don't stand up or speak up or, you know, people are so afraid of speaking up and doing something. It's just encouraging this kind of behavior. If I saw something like that, it'd be bad. Like, I mean, I'm not going to hit somebody, but I'm going to get loud and you're going to know that. Right. You're going to know that what you're doing is wrong because it's wrong in every sense of the matter. Like, I don't know what happened to the golden rule, but that's like out the window nowadays. And
0: it is really, really sad. But no. I really do think though, now it feels like every time there's an incident, same thing like at school, something changes. And I feel like they're going to put a video camera there now. They didn't think they needed one before because people knew four people in a car. I mean, I think they let when they're smaller children, they'll let more, but you're supposed to really only have four people in the car.
2: I guarantee that's a safety issue and just poor cast members just doing their job making you know crackers and you know they got a they got such a hard job like yeah every one of these stories i just have more and more respect for them (laughs) yeah for sure
3: especially the more expensive that disney gets and people are like well i spent this much money so i'm gonna do what i want to do and it's like yeah well everybody here did okay yeah and people still have a job to do to make it fun for you so
2: and some people spent way more than you did so right off your high horse we're all broke after these trips
3: oh yeah yeah <laughs> so um this one's exciting because you know i love character meals and um, hollywood and vine over at hollywood studios is one that we absolutely love they are known for having breakfast lunch and dinner there and uh, they have mickey minnie and friends for their lunch and dinner meals. So if you go for breakfast, then you can get the Disney Junior characters, Um, but for lunch and dinner, you have Minnie and Friends. So um, from August 11th to November 14th, or sorry, November 4th, Minnie is going to be wearing her Halloween costume with her friends, which is so exciting. So you'll get to see them in some different um, wardrobes um, than you would typically see. And then November 5th, they're going to switch over to winter holiday wardrobe collections. Um this you're actually going to have Goofy. He's going to be dressed up as Santa and everybody will have on kind of their Christmas spirit holiday wear. We expect this to be a very jolly time. Um of course, we don't know when this will end, but I would definitely consider going if you will be at Hollywood Studios, maybe check out Hollywood and Vine.
2: That's always a good time. We've never been disappointed with uh with those meet and greets with that character dining
3: and what is her normal isn't it kind of just like a springtime-ish outfit or something she's usually in kind of a Hollywood
2: like a 20s 30s vibe yeah okay
3: yeah yeah. it's like
1: a checkered like an old Hollywood like a boa like a flapper type dress no
3: I'm gonna go look at my pictures and figure out okay what she was wearing last time we were there
1: and Mickey kind of wears like a director's cap type
3: it's just fun to him in different outfits, outfits. It is. yeah right yeah. there was a great
2: uh tracker where him and his buddy went to all four parks in one day and they had to go to the park meet mickey and do a ride and it was awesome to see just the vast differences in his outfits from park to park to park can't go wrong with the trackers it was
0: funny because he was cracking me up talking to mickey like you know the person inside that costume wants to answer back and they just have to sit there <laughs> and make little motions. And he's like, we saw you at so-and-so park this morning before you headed over here. And and the poor guy's just standing there. Yeah, and waving his head. I felt sorry for him.
2: All right, here are five awesome things coming to Disney World in June. First, after-hours events are returning to Epcot uh, in the month of June. Uh, the first after-hour event happens June 1st. These events happen from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., uh, you can get into parks at 7 usually, so those are usually good. Uh, and I think that they also have the after-hours events at Hollywood Studios. I don't know when those started, but I think they've been going for a little bit now. Uh, the second is Trattoria El Forno will be closing from June 11th to the 17th for refurbishment. But Gus will still be able to get the breakfast from the Flying Fish restaurant on Boardwalk third character breakfast is returning to epcot the best one in my opinion beginning july 14th mickey pluto chippendale all in farmer attire will be greening grass for breakfast at the garden grill which oh man when i saw that like the next day i booked adr's for that and we got it so we are pumped <laughs> fourth limited snacks are coming to the parks for the month of june so we be on the lookout for that and fifth june is the last month for the flower and garden festival just need to hurry to Epcot and enjoy the beautiful flowers, topiaries and food booths before the food and wine festival starts in July and runs for the rest of the year. Basically, <laughs> all good things coming.
0: You saw that one. I think it's the same one that you were just talking about with the trackers when him and that guy tasted the corn uh, brulee.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was like, mm, I'm. I like corn. I like yeah. creme brulee. I don't know that I want them. Look at Chrissy's face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No.
2: Corns on the cob and you know, <laughs> creme brulee is a fun little diabetic jolt to the system.
0: But that little guy that was with them—well, he's not little, but the young guy that was with him—he was like, "I kind of like it." And I was like, "Ooh, no, corn and dessert not together."
2: Yeah, strong, strong pass. <laughs> that that garden grill breakfast, like. The salsa they serve is made from the Living the Land ride. You know, a turn like that's, that's an awesome character breakfast.
1: The meal we've had at Garden Grill is top notch. Where we're never disappointed there.
2: Awesome service, awesome character interaction. You know, and I love how Mickey's like all farmered out. Like
1: always, always a good meal there.
0: Always, you guys keep saying that, but there's so many good things there. It's hard to pick. <laughs> uh huh.
1: We just always, it's, it's a nice break. It's mm-hmm. a nice break, sit down, air conditioned, ride, living with the land afterwards and before and soaring <laughs>
2: <laughs> roll rope drop and then get like a nine thirty breakfast. So we like hit what we want real quick, eat breakfast and then just lollygag the rest of the day.
1: And then you can enjoy your snacks and such around the world later. Cause you'll have worked off your breakfast. By walking 10 miles. It don't take long enough, God. (laughs) Every person comes out tired. (laughs) Great news for Stitch fans such as myself. Disney has just released a new Stitch collection. It can be found on Shop Disney. If you love Stitch as as much as most of us do, there are Stitch floral headbands. And you can stay hydrated in Disney style. You can get the stainless steel stitch water bottle. If you want to be, if you want stitch to be part of your dental hygiene routine, you will want to pick up the adorable stitch toothbrush holder. If your bathroom needs refurbishing, you can go with a stitch theme with stitch shower curtains that are now available to turn bath time into a Polynesian paradise. There are also backpacks, fanny packs, t-shirts, magic bands, and so much more. You will want to look right away and don't miss out on your favorite Stitch merch.
2: Kind of a hard push.
1: Well, we're coming up on June 26th, which is 626 Day. our favorite alien day.
0: (laughs) There we go. I wondered what the push was all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, he he usually gets a pretty big push this time of year for 626 Day. When
0: does his movie come
1: out? Oh, I don't know.
0: It may be 626 Day. Because that other one comes out on the 16th, Elemental.
1: Right, I did see a preview for that one of the times we saw Guardians. I actually appreciated the preview we saw for Elemental because it Helped me understand the movie a little bit more.
0: Oh, it's not till 2024. Okay. Well, I know I don't work for Disney, but they could. I mean, besides selling travel, they should uh release it on six twenty-six next year because that could be big for them. Right. Could
2: be. And, and fix while they're at it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know that that's going to happen since they've already shot a lot of it. It's creepy looking. Oh my gosh, mm. looks like that bald cat. <laughs> So the lobby opened at Disneyland's Pixar place on Sunday, the 28th, which is just this past Sunday. Um, Only one section of the original paint scheme remains on the hotel's exterior. I didn't see it the first time other than like pictures. I don't even know how to say this. Porta cochere features black trim with pops of red, yellow, and blue color. It's um, like the awning that's over when you're driving under into that resort. That's where the colors are. Then in the entrance rotunda, there's a plant where there used to be sur- surfer Goofy, which why do we need to get rid of him? Right. I mean, I know he's not Pixar, so put another character there. Like Sully. I don't know. There are several small seating areas near the hotel A shop, which promised to have more artwork coming in the future because the walls are bald. And for Disney, that's just weird. Um, the hotel gift shop is open, and it's currently named the hotel gift shop, which we thought was funny. <laughs> The walls of the shop are covered in Pixar-themed decals, and the gift shop has some good merchandise. You can also get like food, wine, medicine, and other travel essentials like all the other uh, resort gift shops. You can buy Disney artwork there. There is a small table and chairs near a window in the store with coloring sheets and crayons, which I thought was pretty cool for kids. Nice. The shop has both a press penny and a Disney 100 collection medallion machine. And at the end of the hallway, there's displays showing concept art for the new restaurant that's coming soon, which is going to be called The Great Maple. Um, There's new new restroom signage, which feature Woody as for the men's restroom and Bo Peep uh, for the girls from Toy Story. And there are various Pixar characters hidden in the concrete floor, including some from the new movie coming out on June 16th, Elemental. There are vending machines, snack kiosks, microwaves and coffee machines. And there is a cafe with Pixar themed decals throughout. Cafe appears on the wall. I think that's circle, but okay. Um, there's a lot of creative light fixtures that tie into the Pixar theme. And there is quite a bit of construction walls still up with concept art on them. That's just what they have done so far. They also have three new style Disney check-in desks for this resort. So maybe by the time that we get there in August, they will be more done because I asked Gina, I said, can we all go loose? I want to see it even if it's not completed. I'd like to see it in person just so I can see what we're selling.
3: Take a little field trip over there. Yeah.
0: I mean, that might be in Nick's plans. I don't even know, but we shall see.
3: That would be neat to see. It sounds like it's got a lot going on. Um, we've got a story about discussions that people are having on Reddit. So this week there was this discussion about disgusting smells on the monorail cars that take guests between Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and the Ticket and Transportation Center. And then, of course, multiple Disney resort hotels. Though most Disney Park fans Kind of say that maybe that smell is because, um, you know, people have done a lot of walking around the (laughs) parks and are getting a little bit of mustiness. Um, Or maybe there are some weird snacks people have that kind of have a bit of an odor to them. Um, Some allege something a little bit grosser than that. (laughs) Somebody said, let me tell you, we were there just two weeks ago and my son is six foot nine inches tall, so his head is basically touching the inside roof. He looked down at me and said, you do not want to see how much mold is in these air condition vents. Other people agree that Disney monorail system smell could be because of sweat and the mold this isn't the first significant mold issue that walt disney world has had because back in 2022 multiple guests started sharing videos of mildew and mold growing inside it's a small world in fantasyland magic kingdom um and later it closed for scheduled refurbishments and the mold appeared considerably better when it reopened the central Florida Disney Park has not commented publicly about the mold issue in air conditioning vents on the monorail. If reports are accurate, contaminated air could cause some serious health issues for guests particularly those with asthma or other pre-existing breathing problems so we'll update you um, if they have any more information remember this is just hearsay these are rumors these are just things that people on reddit are talking about but what do you guys think your opinion they
1: they may be onto something because disney world and remember i worked there i lived there central florida is hot humid and gross muggy right very very swamp i mean it was a swamp it is a swamp that being said when i visited disneyland for the first time the air is considerably less humid i don't feel that disneyland versus disney world i don't feel one park is cleaner than the other but i will say that when i went to like the ladies rooms in disneyland i felt that they were cleaner and i'm using air quotes because they weren't as humid and sticky and therefore they didn't feel as stinky like when you've got hundreds and thousands of women using the restrooms and changing diapers and using the toilets they tend to get stinky and with that humid gross air and i don't mean to gross anyone out i mean it's going to be stinky and swampy when i went to disneyland i felt that they felt cleaner because it wasn't so humid and gross So maybe, maybe these Reddit users, I mean, I'm just saying that maybe because the air is humid and sticky and muggy, the conditions are favorable for mold. (laughs) Right. That conditions are favorable for whatever to grow. So maybe they need to just be more up on the cleaning of it.
2: I mean i would have to think that those air conditioning units are regularly serviced oh i'm sure and that a multi-million dollar company wouldn't risk a lawsuit from a mold on something that is regularly serviced and it's coming from reddit you know i'm not i'm not putting any money on that bet uh and but i do know i do know that smell i mean like you said cali's a desert florida's a swamp
1: right i mean it's apples and oranges
2: it does have a musty smell but I'm not, you know, obviously, if I don't see it, I don't believe it. You know, I'm not going to sit there and be like, there's mold everywhere. Because, I mean, I don't think they, I mean, that would be, I remember the high school I went to had mold in one room and they shut the entire school down. Right. For like, six months. So, I don't, I don't know.
1: I don't buy that it's like.
2: Like fungus growing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, it's like hazardous. I, I, I do believe that they're on it right they're making sure that it's clean and and passing whatever well a lot of people don't
2: know the difference between mildew and mold like there's a huge biological difference between the two like all that stuff does on this on small world and stuff that's mildew and rubbing on the rubber bumpers
1: yeah continuous that that water's constantly moving and it's constantly blowing and bumping and
2: I do classes and mold, mold remediation. So when people are like, it's mold, I'm just like, oh, here we go, it's mold.
3: You know, <laughs> <for your> <laughs> and that's a good point. it very well could just be some mildew, which is not harmful. But it's not saying that they're a liar. The person on Reddit is like lying. They just maybe don't know what they saw and right. think it's worse than it is. Right. So anything to get social media attention.
2: Yes. Don't take medical advice off Reddit, folks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just if you're asthmatic bring your
3: inhaler don't take any advice off of reddit not even directions
2: (laughs) all right here's a here's a story near and dear to my soul yep some people would love to get married in the hana mansion ride including moi others collect tons of haunted mansion merch or if you're like me put 60 hours of tattooing in your legs to celebrate your favorite ride if you'd like to do something truly unique with the Haunted Mansion theme, we've got just the thing for you. Back in 2021, we told you about an incredible Haunted Mansion Airbnb in Fullerton, California. It is inspired by the Haunted Mansion, and it has four bedrooms, two baths. It even has special effects and interactive features. Well, this property, appropriately called the Ghostly Retreat, is having an open house on June 10th, where you can check it all out because you're not only going to get to see the amazing Airbnb rental, You will get to see it with the one and only living Disney Imagineer, the legend Bob Gurr, who just so happened to invent the Doom Buggies and Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, and uh, I can go on and on, the man's a living legend. Uh, You even get to meet the designer of the home, Jeff... Schiffelbein. There we go. Wow. You get to meet him while we're enjoying and refreshments and hang out with other Haunted Mansion fans. Tickets are now available for $45. That sounds amazing.
0: You need to fly out there, Matt. Yeah, just I, cool. I thought of you as soon as I saw this and I only kn- don't get excited about me knowing how to say that name. I actually have a friend named that.
2: <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> wow. No, that, that sounds amazing and Bob Gurr, he is still sharp as a tack. I see him a lot on uh, uh, Justin Scard stuff because he's like buddies with him uh, and he's a hoot and I mean that dude hung out with Walt Disney on the regular. Like, man I, was, like, I, I would be so mad that I'd have like a limited window with him. I'd be like can I have like two days with you? Can I rent you for two days? And I'll pay you whatever you want. I'll cook for you. What do you want? No, if you can get out to California for June on June 10th for this, let me know. I'll go with you. Do it. <laughs>
1: Very cool. Last week's big news was that Disney was closing the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Well, this week we we're able to report that all of the final cruises to the Star Cruiser have now sold out. That means June, July, August, and September will be to capacity for all the guests aboard this unique adventure. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser will permanently close after the final voyage on September 28th. Guests waited in hours-long virtual queues to book their final trip to the stars. Disney CEO Bob Iger reportedly rejected ideas to retheme Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser to something like The Mandalorian, or to offer tours to day guests. But the rumors have been flying all around social media this week. Though Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser did not perform as well as Disney had hoped, it will be a $300 million tax write-off. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser was generally well-reviewed and has the distinction of winning the 2022 TEA Thea Award for Outstanding Achievement in Brand Experience. I guess we will have to wait and see what Disney decides to do with the Star Cruiser next.
2: They're not gonna do anything with it. If they're using it as a tax write-off, it's done. They can't right. re- they can't repurpose that building. Like, they
0: have to wait 18 months before they can think about doing something. I did just find that out. Interesting.
2: After. But I mean it serves them right. Like I would love to do that, but for five grand, I can go on like two separate five-day cruises and airfare and tip. Like, and they cut out so many hardcore Star Wars nerds that want Luke and Leia and Chewie, right. you know, and, all, and, and Han and all that stuff, not the new stuff that's meh. Right. I'm not surprised.
3: So if they're gonna do this as a tax write-off, they have to be firm with their closing date?
0: Yes, September 28th is it. And today I heard on a vlog I was watching that because they're using it as a t- tax write-off, they cannot do anything for at least 18 months.
3: Because that was the speculation for a long time. Well, not a long time, but since this happened, it's been like, okay, well, this is clearly suddenly that like, like kind of like the Splash Mountain thing where it was like, oh my gosh, Splash Mountain's closing, and so everybody rushed to the parks, yep. and right. then it didn't close for like another year. <laughs> like they just kind of dangled it, so people are like, well, are they trying to sell it out? And then they're gonna be like, well. No, it's October. Oh wait, now it's November.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I can't say that they won't do that because you're right. They did do that, but from what I read and what I heard on those vlogs, it, they have to do that because they'll get in trouble if they like. They didn't say that with Splash Mountain. Like they told us they were going to close it. Yes, right. they didn't. They weren't getting a tax write off from it. It was not a tax write off thing.
2: Yeah, they have to do it before the next quarter or something like that. So I think that's right about when that September date is that's so crazy. So much effort and work into something like that. Well, it's
0: gonna sit there. And so then it's gonna have things that are gonna need to be fixed. Cause like, are they gonna keep the water running on that?
2: River country, people would swim to that island and they still had music playing, water running like 10 years after it was closed. So uh, they're they're goofy, who knows?
0: (laughs) We'll we'll have people living in it that, you know, squatters.
2: (laughs) Force is strong with this one.
0: Who knows? All right. Well, thanks to Gracie and Lola and Margaret from Fairmont that listened to us and Amanda and Leah that were two of my parents. They're not my parents anymore, sadly. Lee and Crystal in California. Samantha, who's also one of our new agents. Kelly and Jenny and Angela here in Missouri. Andrew in Florida. Gideon's. Although uh, my friend Matt hooked me up with a place that'll send the cookies to me. Travis in Alabama, Ashley and Ben in Tennessee, Karen and Megan in Georgia, Gina in North Carolina, and last but not least, Stephanie's mom, Brenda, and my mom, Kathy. We appreciate you all, and we love being able to celebrate the magic with you each and every week.
3: Oh, and we've got to say thank you to Mackenzie. Mackenzie has, I just found out, she's been listening on her lunch breaks. (laughs) Um, She's also a teacher, high school teacher, so whenever she wants to get the noise out, she just... Eats lunch and listens to our podcast. Thanks, Mackenzie. Yay, Mackenzie. And if I can shout out to Michael, he's been listening
1: when he's at work. Oh, hey, Michael. Thanks, Thanks, Michael. Michael. (laughs) I
0: almost. Like bald when he went walking by me in his cap and gown. I was like <laughs> and he smiled and high-fived me. I was like, Aww. Oh my goodness, it was a smile. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Sandy sent me that picture. I posted it on Facebook and then I found his old preschool picture. I'm like, that's when the tears hit. I'm like, oh my gosh. My baby. My baby.
0: Yeah. We did really good though this weekend with the quads graduating and they got a shout out from their superintendent. He did like He said, this whole class is amazing, but I'm going to hit some highlights of things that have never happened, like kids that broke records and all this stuff. And he said, and this is the first year that we've ever had a set of quadruplets graduate all at one time. And so so they got a shout out. So that was pretty cool. Wow.
3: Wow. Very cool. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening. And if you could go onto Apple or Podbean and give us a rating or a comment, that would mean a lot to all of us because, of course, we love hearing from you. Um, and then if you want to, you can just let us know what you like to hear more about because we'd love to reshape our show to cater to your needs. So hit us up.
2: If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have questions or concerns, just text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. If you would like a free quote, contact Vicki, Stephanie, Chrissy, or me, Matt, at 636-373-4497.
1: Be sure to listen to Friday's show where Matt, Rebecca, and Vicky do a Would You Rather Disney Parks. You don't want to miss it. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and more podcast.
0: Well, everybody, I think it's about that time. Disney love.
1: Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo.
3: Hurry back. Have a magical day, my friends.
0: Wherever I wander, wherever I roam, I couldn't be fonder of my big home. Oh, 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 the bees are buzzing in the trees to make some honey just for me. When you look under the rocks and the plants and you take a glance at the fancy ants and then maybe try a few, the bare necessities of life will come to you.